Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jordan Rippey from Harbor Church in Sarasota, Florida. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. What you're about to hear is a brief interview with Than and Megan Grafham from Hope Project International at our recent Mission Sunday. I hope that you'll take a moment to listen to all the ways that we're partnering together with Hope Project in 2023 to make a difference around the world. We also talk about our legacy offering, which is coming up on December 4th. We hope you'll begin to pray and prepare for how you can give generously on that day. If you're not able to be with us on December 4th, as always, you can give online at harbor.church slash give. So Than and Megan, we're going to talk about yeah. uh, specifically two initiatives that we're going to work on together in 2023. Yep. Right. But before we do that, talk to us about Hope Project. What is Hope Project? What do you guys do? Tell us a little bit of your story. Man, so to us, Hope Project seems really simple. As we talk about it a lot, we do it a lot. Um, actually, our son was in kindergarten, and we went in like that career day where the parents get to tell the kids what we do. And we talked all about Hope Project. We told them what we do around the world. We got to the end, and the teacher was like, do you have any questions for Mr. Than and Miss Megan? And one kid raised his hand, and he's like, what's your actual job? That's what he asked me. And I was like, okay, this maybe is confusing. So, so yeah. in a nutshell, yeah. Hope Project helps children with nutrition, education, shelter, and spiritual development around the world. And we currently serve four different countries. We serve the countries of Nicaragua, Guatemala, Myanmar, which is in Southeast Asia, and Ethiopia. And we're actually hoping to expand to Thailand in 2023. So when we expand, we look for a national leader who has a pure heart and a God-given vision for his community. And he just needs someone to come alongside of him and help him fulfill that vision for the community. And so that is how we function that is what our role is we're the conduit between the people who need the help and the people who want the help and and yeah and I want to stop there for a second because those of you who have heard us talk about Hope Project and why we go on the trips we go on and why we do the kind of foreign missions work that we do that is the reason that we partner with Hope Project is because we return to a place where we know the people and and when we leave the work doesn't leave with us when we leave the work that we've done continues on and there's actually more work done when we're not there than when we are there Uh, they actually continue the work day by day and so So if you've ever kind of been familiar with missions as you've grown up or maybe you've seen it done different ways, a lot of times the way missions worked is you go into a city and you do a project and you leave and you never see those people again. You never work with those pastors again. It's kind of a one-off thing. We've been working with Hope Project now for I think eight or nine years, something like that. And And so we've been returning to the same place and fostering the same relationships for all of those years. And that's always been our vision for Harbor Church is that we want you guys to have like best friends that feel like family in in Nicaragua. We want you to look forward. We want you to think, man, I I can't miss that trip. Missing that trip would be like missing my family reunion. Missing my trip would be like missing the people that I love and care about. And so that's a huge part of why we partner with Than and Megan. And so next year, we're actually taking another trip with them, just like we did this year in June of uh, 2023. We'll be taking our next Nicaragua trip. Why don't you talk a little bit about what a trip looks like? So a trip, it's it's a short-term trip, but we want to have like a long-term impact. And so we go in for a week and we get to work. Uh, We were there last month with a team and we built nine houses for families in three days. So we got in there, over 30 people received a new home in just three days. Uh, Yeah. And so we go in, like Megan said, we partner with the local church, we partner with the local pastor, we get to work each day. And we also take some time also to see the beauty of Nicaragua and see the culture. And we just go in as a team and say, let's experience God this week. Let's serve him in every way we can. Let's serve each other and let's just change the world together. 
And so a lot of people would ask, like, it's a building trip primarily. We, we build, we also uh, experience the feeding program um, and, and, and some of the ministry that's happening at the church. But a lot of people would ask, like, am I too old to go on a trip? Like, is there anything for me to do on a trip? So last month we had an 81-year-old man on the trip. I don't recommend that. <laughs> yeah. I don't recommend the, that for everyone. The goal was to keep him alive and build houses. <laughs> we did it. We did it. He returned home safely. Yeah. So. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but we do. We take all ages, all of the, um, abilities, yeah. um, all different range of, of people. And there's a job for everyone. Yeah. yeah, a, lot are always, yeah, go yeah a lot of people always think, like, I've never swung a hair in my, in my life. You know, some girls, like, I weigh 88 pounds. How can I build a house? Whatever is going on come and get involved we hire nicaraguan contractors we work alongside them everybody can have a part to play for sure yeah i mean you're gonna work hard yeah, yeah. oh yeah 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 <laughs> and, and we always kind of joke uh actually the more experience you have probably the harder it is it for is. you because it's not done any way like you would expect it to be done they have their way and we kind of partner with them in their way of doing things um in building homes but um megan why don't you uh talk a little bit about the benefits of the homes that they get because yeah. a lot of people when they think about a home they think it's something very different than maybe what we build yeah. but talk about the the benefits of having the structure that we build for them in that community right so something I did anticipate when we started whole project is that I would be a concrete floor expert but I have become that and so actually World Bank did a study um, I think around 2005 where they studied the benefits of a concrete floor and some of the benefits of introducing a concrete floor into the life of a family is number one you reduce infant mortality by 50% by simply adding a concrete floor when you're living with a dirt floor it impedes cognitive development in children and so it changes how smart they can they can be how quickly they can learn things by living with a dirt floor there are all kinds of respiratory health um, changes that, that significantly increase once you um, live with a concrete floor also your quality of life increases significantly a lot of these people it's rainy season from May through November in Nicaragua so it rains every single day there and it rains a lot it's like Florida where there's there's tropical kind of weather and so a lot of people will say, I didn't get any sleep last night. The shelter we were staying in had holes in, in the roof and we were moving things around all night, trying not to get wet, trying to stay out of the water or the water was hitting me all night, I couldn't sleep. And so imagine going to school when you haven't slept all night long, you're not gonna learn well and you're not gonna be your best prepared for school or life. Um, also, a lot of families, they have significant flooding at night when it rains. And so a lot of moms, the last thing they do when they take their feet is they take their feet out of mud and put them in their bed and then the first thing in the morning is they stick their feet back in the mud and so it is a very 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 difficult lifestyle to live with a dirt floor and so the structure we provide them has a concrete floor praise the lord it also has um it's a 12 by 12 structure that has a roof solid walls all of it is a very basic structure, but it's appropriate for the community. And so we never want to make someone a target for violence either. And so we don't want to build these extravagant homes in these communities where they then um, become a target for someone taking that from them. And so they are appropriate for the communities we build in. They're safe for the kids. They improve the quality of life. And um, it reminds them that Jesus cares for them. That, that Jesus sees them. He sees their kids. He sees their pain. He sees how they're living and he wants better for them. And so that's really, that's the point. Yeah. Uh, we've done, I, I don't know how many of these home dedications where we dedicate the homes to God on behalf of the family on the last day of the trip. And the stories that you hear on these final days uh, will blow your mind. 
people that have said, I, I've been sleeping under a tree or under a hammock for years, crying out to God that, that we could have a home. That, or, or a mom who found out she was pregnant and was overjoyed at the fact of being pregnant, but terrified about the circumstances that she had to take that child home to, that she knew she had no, one of the homes we built one year, the mother was sleeping under a hammock with her child so that the child was underneath the hammock away from the rain, but in the mud, literally in the mud. And so think about that and think about the infant mortality rate, 50% by this one single act of coming in and adding a concrete floor. It's literally life-changing. It literally changes their life and their health. And so we want to encourage you, if you're interested in coming on this trip, I always tell people, we can give you all the stats, we can tell you all about it, but it does not compare to experiencing it in person. It does not uh, compare to seeing the conditions when you drive in to the barrio and you see the conditions of where they're living and then you drive out knowing that you changed someone's life in that community, that you actually changed someone's future, that you actually contributed to someone's legacy and to their future. And so I want to encourage you today to sign up for the trip uh, at Thana Megan's uh, merch table out there. They, they'll be there after service to answer maybe any additional questions questions you'd have about the trip. It's June 18th through 24th. Um, here's what I would tell you today. This trip, it will be limited. We're limited to everything from accommodations to transportation while we're there. So if you are seriously interested in the trip, sign up today. Uh, today, signing up is not a commitment. We're not asking you for like 300 bucks today to hold your spot or anything like that. But, but if you're seriously considering the trip, don't wait to sign up. We've already had a lot of interest in this trip. It will fill up. And so sign up so that you can kind of take the next step of getting the information you need to get the ball uh, rolling. It's going to be an incredible trip next year. The pastors and the community that we work with, um, could you actually take a moment, maybe, Than, tell us just a little bit of Pastor Carlos, unless we're going to do that at all later. Okay. Tell us a little bit of just Pastor Carlos and Zulema's story. Yeah. So when we started Hope Project, we knew we wanted to go to Nicaragua. We knew some missionaries there. And uh, we kind of reached out to them and said, is there work that we can be a part of that you're doing? And they were kind of had a feeding program in a trash dump in Nicaragua where people were living in the trash dump. Their livelihood was there, their homes were there, their food was there. And the trash dump got shut down because the living conditions were so bad. And so these people got moved out into a field in the middle of nowhere and, and had nothing. They were literally just given plots of land. And then the community actually became another trash dump. The city started bringing trash out to them and said, we gotta give them their livelihood back. And there was this pastor and his young family that decided to move out there to reach these people. And the, the dad, Pastor Carlos, told his kids, we're just going to go for like a weekend. So just pack a small bag and bring a notebook in case God speaks to us. Well, four months later, they were still there living on the ground, sleeping under a tarp, saying this is where God has called us. And, and through that, God started to like really work in their lives and use them to reach this community. And so the first time we ever went there, they actually had been feeding about 100 kids out of the trash dump every week. And they had lost all funding for that program. And so we showed up our first year of Hope Project and said, you know, this is it. We thought we were going to maybe help them feed another day, give a little more food. They had nothing. They were just standing there with nothing. And so we gave them everything we had and said, start feeding the kids again. We'll be back. And we got in the van like, we're coming back, right? <laughs> I, think, I think we just committed to feeding 100 yeah, kids. <laughs> this, this family, like, we're leaving. They came out here, thought they were leaving. We came out here, knew we were leaving. Now we are leaving. But since then, we've been back to the community 75 times. And we've built almost 300 homes there. We provided 400,000 meals there. And it's just, 
You know, there was a moment for their family where the wife got up one day and said, I'm going back to where we came from. Like, this isn't for me. Like, I have a home, I have a kitchen, I have nice things, I don't need to sleep under a tarp. And Pastor Carlos told his wife, if we leave now, we will miss the great thing that God has for our family. And so she stayed just one more day. And now 10 years later, they are changing multiple communities right around them. Yeah, that's one of the things that I always like to highlight to our team when we're there. You can go into a community like Cristo Rey, which is where we work, and you can see people like Pastor Carlos and Zulema, and you can just assume this is their normal. Like this is, you know, this they're they're used to this. This is their normal, but they don't have to be there. They don't have to be there. They are every bit missionaries as we are when we go. They were living in the city. They were living in much better conditions. They were living in a much better home. But they chose to be in this community with these people because God called them to that place. And when you're there, the fruit of what they're doing is beyond evident. The fruit of the lives that they are touching is beyond evident. We want you to experience that for yourself. So please sign up today. We would love to take you with us next year. It's going to be an incredible trip. And for a few minutes, I just want to shift to another opportunity that kind of came through uh, our work in Chris Array with Pastor Carlos and Zulema. And a lot of our church is aware of the community and the church in Via Japon, uh, which is a church that before we even launched, we were involved in uh, that church and in helping them kind of secure where they're at. Tell us a little bit about um, that community there that's kind of a, a partner community with Pastor Carlos and Zulema. So Via Japon is another community um, in the same region as Cristo Rey. It's about a 20-minute drive, but it's much, much different because it's not a trash dump community. It's just a rural farm community that's very poor. And so it's similar conditions with the housing and similar conditions with um, their extreme poverty, but it's just a different type of person. It's a very peaceful community. It's, um, it's just rural. It's just a rural farm community and Pastor Carlos purchased some land and then he informed us that he had purchased some land and how it works <laughs> purchased some land yeah. how it works in Nicaragua is you put a deposit down and then like 60 days later you have to pay the remaining balance and so Pastor Carlos is like we're 30 days into the 60 day contract guys and I was like we who was who who's we, we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like don't ever do that again <laughs> So we had 30 days to raise the remaining funds for the property that they purchased for the church out there. So we reached out to Harbor Church. We reached out to Jordan and Kristen, and they paid the remaining balance for the property and made that church location possible in that community. And so, you know, Pastor Carlos was full of faith. We immediately were like, where's this money coming from, God? Um, but now there is a healthy church out there, and they um, have started gathering families, and they're meeting under, like, rusty tin and tree branches as a structure for their building, and they're reaching the community. We started building houses out there in um, conjunction to Cristo Rey, and so um, it's just a beautiful, it's a replication of what's taking place, what had to taken place in Cristo Rey out in Via Japon. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Pastor Carlos was stepping out in faith, planting another church, not knowing where the funds would come from. As we were stepping out in faith, planting a church, not knowing where the funds would come from. But we had this moment where we looked at what we had to plant this church, and we said, if we, if we can't do it without just this amount, then we, we shouldn't even be, what, why, why, why are we even doing this? And so we said, we're going to take out of our launch fund before we even launch and we're gonna help them launch, and we're gonna help them get going. And now we, we actually get, had the opportunity to build a home on that property when we were there last, which they're now using um, to, to kind of further the work that they're doing there on that church property. Um, but what we do when we go into Nicaragua is we see people without homes and we build them a home. And, and right now, truthfully, the church at Via Japon doesn't have a home. 
they have a structure they're still in the mud but they don't really have a home and we've seen what the church can do with a home there we've seen the work that uh, pastor carlos and zulema are doing feeding hundreds of kids multiple times a week we've seen the discipleship that's happening among the kids we've seen how the church kind of becomes a hub and if you go you'll see the opportunity in many ways is almost greater in via Hapon. the location of this church it's right next to the school it's right in the entrance of the community you literally can't drive into the community without passing this church um, you can't go to school without walking past this church and so we believe that that church needs a home so we reached out to than and megan and talked about kind of the first level of what it would look like to build them a home to build them a church building which is, is a big step for us and, and the first level of a church building in nicaragua looks like what then it's basically you're gonna have a, a semi wall around where your footer would be and then you're gonna have a roof over your head and then if you're if you're very blessed you'll actually be able to pave the ground below and have a concrete floor in the church and, but it's very basic structure but it's so much more than what they have right now yeah, yeah. and pastor carlos and Zulema, what we've seen with them is is little by little little by little they build little by little and so this is step one of getting them to having a home and so we had some conversations with pastor than or with than and megan i call you pastor than and megan while we were out there and um and we had some conversations with what it would look like and seeing the property and seeing the opportunity and essentially what it comes down to is this is fifteen thousand dollars would get them the first stage of their building where they could really be feeding kids where they could really be discipling kids and families and doing all that so um i've committed our church to that I've committed our church to that, to, to build that church in Via Japon, Nicaragua. That's what we're going to do. So this year, if you were here last year, you know, on the first week of December, we take what we call our legacy offering, and it goes to furthering the kingdom of God outside of the walls of this church. So on that day, everything that we take on that day will go towards this project in Nicaragua. A hundred percent of what's given on that day will go towards that church in Nicaragua. And here's what I would love to do. I would love to raise it on that day. I would love for us to give generously and I would love to raise it on that day. There's some of you in this room who are like, maybe I can write that check. If you can write that check, don't worry. Anything extra is gonna still go to Nicaragua. It's not like we're gonna take the overflow. We, there are houses to build there. There are people to feed there. And so on December 4th, we're gonna take up our legacy offering and then it will be open through the end of the year for end of year giving. I want you to pray about being generous on that day and giving towards this. And we don't often do hard money sales. We trust God to provide for our church. This is not for our church. So I'm going to sell you hard on it. I'm asking you to give generously. I'm asking you to give towards it. Everything you get, there are no strings attached. It's not like everything you give after we pay for X. Everything that's given in that offering is going to this work in Nicaragua. And I just, I believe that this group of people showing up generously in the month of December can change lives in that community in Nicaragua. I believe that we can come together, we can all give sacrificially, we can all give generously, and we can see lives and futures changed in Nicaragua. So I'm asking you to join me in that on December 4th, starting on December 4th and running through the month of December. Let's raise this money and get it done and then let's buy some plane tickets and let's go see it in person all right all right love you guys thanks for being here